Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Thursday. The Packers rookie minicamp begins tomorrow on Friday. We'll get quotes from the guys in the locker room Friday afternoon. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur at the end of the day on Saturday. Uh, and then it's time for OTAs and the mandatory minicamp. And then it's a little bit of a summer break, and then it's training camp, people. Coming down the home stretch of the offseason here. I hope you're all doing well. Welcome to everybody in the comments section. Uh, before I get started, I, I do want to commemorate a moment here, a very important moment in the life of Cheesehead TV and the history of this fine brand, channel, what have you. Anybody who's watched myself, Corey, hosting Packer Transplants for the last five years or so knows about the Pappy's Fund, um, where we jokingly said people will, you know, put super chats into the channel uh, for the Pappy's Fund to save up enough to buy the studio a bottle of Pappy uh, just for, uh, you know, commemoration of uh, Cheesehead TV and all the great times we've all had together, etc. cetera. Uh, pretty much Corey instituted this as a way to make sure that this never happened. Well, uh, I'd like to announce that uh, Charlene, who is one of our uh, longtime Patreon members, every year, um, I thought somewhat jokingly or teasingly, but she kept doing it every single year, uh, said that if I could guess the Packers' first-round draft pick, that she would send us a bottle of Pappies. And, you know, that's... That's really fun, and I would make videos, and here are the guys I really like, and none of them ever get taken, so blah, blah, blah. So then, this past, you know, last week when the draft was being held, Charlene said, okay, I'll give you three guesses. Who do you think they're going to draft? And I named Lucas Van Ness, and I didn't think in a million years, like, getting three guesses, and, you know, Van Ness was one of them, that this would result in, ladies and gentlemen, the Pappies has arrived. Charlene, you are an absolute legend. I cannot believe I came into the studio today and I saw by something's arrived for you. I don't know what it is. It was like I didn't recognize the name. I didn't recognize where the place was from and blah, blah, blah. And then I opened it. Holy Toledo. Charlene, I cannot thank you enough. You're an absolute legend. Um, your generosity throughout the years for Cheesehead TV. Uh, knows no bounds. And this is just another example of that. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, because this is an absolutely incredible gift. Thank you so much. Hope you're all doing well. I uh, did want to talk a little bit about uh, the safety position, because I know a lot of people out there fretting, hemming and hawing, gnashing of teeth, etc., because the Packers didn't use an early draft pick on uh, a safety. Obviously, they took a shot there in the seventh round, but um, you know, Brian left the door open for Adrian Amos to return. I still think that's a highly unlikely uh, development, but you never know. Um, Darnell Savage clearly in a put up or shut up year. And I know they just adjusted his contract, adding void years, making it possible that they might be able to resign him if he has a good campaign in 2023. Uh, and look, it, I'm of the opinion that Savage will play better. I think they found a way of working with him the back half of that year after he got benched last season. Um, but, you know, I, I understand. I totally understand people kind of, you know, worrying about the safety position. As you guys know, as I've long said, I don't worry about anything except for my children. I certainly don't worry about position groups of the Green Bay Packers. However, 
I understand consternation around the grouping of one Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Anthony Johnson, a rookie, Tarvarius Moore, who came over from San Francisco, Dallin Levitt, who is essentially just a special teams guy, James Wiggins, Christian Morgan, and Benny Sapp. Uh, those last two, especially, you know, undrafted free agents. Who knows what you have there? I will say I they've got enough. I'm not saying it's world-beating talent, but my expectation is that you're going to see Rudy Ford and Tarvarius Moore in the mix somehow as your two high safety looks. Darnell Savage probably playing closer to the line of scrimmage, much like he did throughout much of the back half of last season. But I do think we'll probably see mixing and matching throughout training camp as they try to find their best combination. But I, I will say, I think Tavarius Moore could surprise some people. I think he's probably better than he showed last year in San Francisco. I think they were kind of in a reverse situation with uh, Darnell Savage. They were playing him down, you know, kind of the nickel roll down by the line of scrimmage a lot more. Uh, something that I don't think suited him very well. And I suspect in this system, uh, you know, what the Packers run with Joe Barry there, uh, the uh, the looks that he's going to, and the things he's going to be asked to do, I suspect, and uh, this is a suspicion, and Edgar's never right, but I think he's going to show a little bit better than what he put on tape for San Francisco last year. So uh, you throw in Rudy Ford, who had his ups and downs last year, but he certainly showed a knack for the football, um, certainly showed that he is not afraid to tackle. God knows we need more of that in the Packers secondary. Um, and who knows if Anthony Johnson, who, who you really, I mean, he's a late switch. He was a former corner. So you've got some ball skills. You switch him to safety, put his eyes on the quarterback. I'm just saying, I, I think there's some promise there and there's enough to juggle around and make it work. Um, clearly got to put the work in, uh, got to make, uh, sure that you've got the right guys out there in the right combination. That's what training camp is for, but there's enough especially with the talent elsewhere on defense. You start cooking with gas up front. You start getting that quarterback to have to get the ball out of his hands a little earlier. Um, I think Rudy Ford, company, they'll, they'll make it work. I'm cautiously optimistic about the safety group. Again, that doesn't preclude, though I'm not saying they should absolutely not look at a veteran. I think that's still a possibility. I do think Adrian Amos is a bit of a long shot to come back, but not completely dismissing it. Um, but yes, I, I would I would ask people to just be calm and patient and wait for camp and see how this safety group shakes out because I do think there's enough talent there to make it work, especially when they're asked to play as much too high and cover three as we've seen in the past. You know, if they were playing a ton of you know cover one, um, I think maybe you might think, okay, that whoever that lone high safety is might be in for a, a bit of a world of hurt because God knows there's not a guy there that you really want to count on in that situation. But I do think given the scheme they're playing, what they ask these guys to do, I think they're in a decent spot. Um, clearly last year we saw a lot of wide open dudes. Uh, some of that, I would say a lot of it was due to Darnell Savage messing up his assignments. I do hope a lot of their rules on the back end are cleaned up. Maybe having, you know, a new coach in the secondary helps a lot with, uh, with that, uh, in that regard. But, um, patience is all I'm asking for when it comes to the safety group. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? Ryan, thanks for super chat. Who do you think has a better chance of being back in Green Bay, Mason or Big Dog or neither? Oh, man. 
I'd put my money on neither. Um, I think Big Dog's, I mean, he's got to be headed to New York with to play with Rodgers. I would, I'd be shocked if he's back in Green Bay. And I know my good friend Andy Herman had that video out today saying the Packers should bring him back. I'm, I have no doubt they would welcome him back, but uh, I, I would suspect Big Dog wants to go play with Rodgers. I could be wrong, but that would be my suspicion. As far as Mason, they drafted a kicker. Uh, if he absolutely flames out, I mean, looks absolutely terrible, maybe they give Mason a call. But I think they want to move on. I think they want to get cheaper at that spot. And they want to you know, start a new chapter. Mason's put in his time. He's had a long, fruitful career. I just think, you know, the Packers, much like they are at quarterback, it, it is time. And so I, yeah, I would, I would be very surprised if either one of those guys are back in 2023. Vex, thanks for the super chat. Who are you looking for the Packers to draft in 2024? I assume you've been grinding the tape now that 2023 draft is over. Uh, never too early for a mock draft. Vex, thanks. I hate it. I saw the day after the draft, the Sunday after the draft, there were all sorts of 20, no, too early 2024 mock draft. Shoot it into the sun. Throw me off the building. Good Lord. I can't. I just can't. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good Lord. Badger Trio, thanks for the super chat. Did Packers pick 
Odumagu, I can't pronounce his name. I apologize. Or did NFL pick the team? Uh, the NFL picks the team, actually. Uh, the Packers were allocated. Um, I'm going to butcher his name. I cannot apologize enough. Uh, Kenneth Odumagu, Odumagu from Nigeria. Uh, the NFL's International Player Pathway Program, um, where a number of players go through. Um, I know they, they've had a separate kind of workout combine style um, event in Africa, uh, but I believe Kenneth was in uh, the UK. I know he went through Osa uh camp after having played basketball. Uh, the NFL Africa touchdown camp uh, in Ghana uh, was where uh, Osa all these names that I can't pronounce. Uh, Kenneth was singled out as one of the best and uh, along with uh, a handful of players, I don't know the exact number, but a number of players of African descent. Uh, and, you know, it's it's an interesting program in the idea that these are, you know, elite athletes, guys who can clearly, you know, uh, have untapped athletic ability or incredible athletic ability who probably haven't played a ton of football. Um, gives them a chance to be in an NFL camp. The Packers get in a, basically an extra practice squad, you know, hole. And they can have him in camp and in the off season, and then they can, at some point, if they you know see enough promise and think there's a reason to, during the regular season, they can activate him to a game day roster. Now, there's no specifics as to how exactly that's going to work. They're pretty vague uh, about the release, but um, it's basically yeah an opportunity for um, guys from Africa who are elite athletes who have shown, you know, at least an interest in and some promise in American football, uh, getting them exposed to the NFL world and the NFL uh, league and uh, the possibility that, you know, if, if they come along and they develop, you know, there's a shot, right? I will say oftentimes, and they've, we've seen this before, there have been players throughout, you know, the last kind of decade or so who, uh, international players who are freak athletes and really incredible specimens who, haven't played a whole lot of football and they get into an NFL camp and it's just, you know, it's night and day. It's way too much for them. I do think these guys who have been in the international player pathway have a little bit more of exposure to at least what's going to be asked of them, right? Athletically. So the hope is that one of these guys at least shows a little something and possibly makes his way onto a game day roster. I'm not holding my breath. But it is a great story, and it is a good idea, I think, for the NFL as far as, you know, again, much like the Packers playing in London last year, just trying to expand the game a little bit and trying to get NFL football, you know, to be a little more popular in every part of the world. Because, look, there's no way, you know, the owners obviously are all in on international expansion. There's zero doubt we're only going to see more and more games, both in London and Germany and what have you. Mexico City happens every year now. So, you know, that global expansion can only be helped by, you know, finding new talent in new places and hopefully opening up the game to a new audience. And I, you know, I'm pulling for the young man. I'm really, really hoping that, you know, hell, I'm hoping he makes it through the season. You know, uh, again, I'm not really holding my breath, but I think it's an amazing kind of program. And I'm absolutely pulling for the young man. No question about it. Mimsy, thanks for the super chat. No Star Wars pun in the episode name. Are you okay? 
May the 4th is like so corporate now, man. Like what, you know, I don't need, I, this is like, you know, what do they say? Like uh, everybody, the old Lewis Black, we used to talk about, you know, New Year's Eve and compared it to like Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin on New Year's Eve is just like, this is the night we drink with hats on, you know, like I'm Star Wars day every day of my life. I don't need May the 4th to come around to celebrate Star Wars when I literally watch Star Wars some kind of Star Wars almost every single day I'm alive. So, you know, May the 4th, have your fun. I'm, I'm all in. I'm, I'm very happy. Always great. Always appreciative of people having fun and celebrating Star Wars. Talked a whole, did a whole segment with Zabe and Josh this morning on the radio about Star Wars. But, you know, just shoehorning it in and all this, it, it just gets cheesy. It's just gotten too corporate. Like, look, we want to talk real. We want to talk real. We want to talk Star Wars on May the 4th. Look, everything went to hell after Gary Kurtz and George Lucas went bust. Okay. Gary Kurtz was like Ewoks. Really? Another Death Star? Really? And he was out. And that was it. And after that, it's just mostly been about commerce and little else. You know, yeah, there have been great moments. Andor is fucking phenomenal. I'm not taking it away. But for the most part, the first two films, that's art. After that, they're just making action figures. Godsmack, thanks to the Super Chat. After watching how poorly our talented D underperformed last year, all I can do is pray. Joe Barry seems like a cool dude to share a beer with, but I wouldn't even trust him to coach in a fart contest. Man, now I, I feel like I'm missing out. Having never been to a fart contest, I'm uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, Godsmack, it's, it's, hard. it's hard for me to push back on anything you said. I'm kind of right there with you. Luke, thanks for the super chat. Just got here. Not sure if you discussed it. If the one vet I'd love to bring back is Big Dog, I feel he could help a ton with coaching and leadership. I have discussed it a little bit, Luke. I'm not holding my breath. I think he wants to go play with Aaron Rodgers. I could be wrong. We'll find out. Maybe the Packers act offer him a little bit of money. Um, again, I'll be surprised. Slim Lewis, thanks for the super chat, man. What is your best guess as to whether the Jets pick in 24 will be a top 10 pick? In other words, Rodgers play a lot, but the Jets finish 7-10 and 10 or so. I don't see it, man. I've said many times, I think the Jets are going to be really good with Rodgers at quarterback. Uh, I think they're going to go on a playoff run. Uh, my total suspicion is that he'll hit the benchmark of 65% for snaps played. And I think they'll be they'll probably picking in the 20s somewhere, uh, which means the Packers will be picking in the 20s somewhere. But yeah, I, I don't see a top 10 pick on the offer. Now, hey man, anything can happen. Uh, the Jets were 8-3 and three with Favre as the starter before he got hurt, right? And he probably played 65% of the snaps that year. So that would have been a pretty significant draft pick that they got. So you never really know. Obviously not wishing injury on Rodgers, any of that. You got to let it play out. But I would suspect there it's going to be in the 20s. Would That's what I'm guessing. Lee, thanks for the Super Chat. What are your thoughts on Edge Brenton Cox Jr., who we signed as an undrafted free agent, former five-star recruit who fell in the draft due to behavioral issues? I don't really think much of anything until I see them on the grass against NFL competition, especially undrafted guys. Um, they, there's always somebody, right? Each and every camp. And the Packers have, you know, made it pretty clear that they are going to give you a fair shake. You know, they the, one of their pitches to these guys is you're going to get chances. You're not going to be relegated to, to just scout team or what have you. You're going to get in the mix. That's why agents like to deal with them when it comes to undrafted folks. But man, I don't I don't know much of anything until I see them against NFL guys. And I'm excited. All it takes, you make a play early, early on in camp, and you get another opportunity to make another play, 
turn some heads each and every day, at least once, you got a chance. But that's all it is, is a chance. You got to keep doing it. You got to be consistent. Peter, thanks for Super Chat. Can veteran players attend rookie minicamp? Uh, not really. Um, not actual vets. There are certain rules as far as guys who are first-year players who may have signed like late in the season last year who can then you know be there for the rookie camp. But for the most part, uh, no. Like, could like uh, what you know, Jair Alexander go? No, no. You got you got to be a rookie and a first year player. Uh, Terminal Frost, thank you for the super sticker. Greatly appreciate it, man. Really appreciate it. Jonathan, thanks for super chat. At least Andor gave us Luthen's escape to, of the tractor beam. Disney Star Wars single best scene. I mean, that is such a dope moment, man. Oh my god, and. That's that's I would say Luthen's second best moment in Andor so far, because his first best moment is the speech he gives at the end of that episode where he's talking about what he's given up, what he's sacrificed. That in writing and that delivery by Skarsgård, that's some of the best shit you're ever going to get from Star Wars. I mean, my God, that's you talk about art. That's art. But yes, the the tractor beam escape is fucking dope. No doubt. Craig, thanks for the super chat. Oh no. Bring back Jordy. Was the one day contract a joke or what was that? Um, yeah, no. Jordy, Jordy, Jordy's not coming. Jordy, Jordy, Jordy's done. Let's just let it go. What did Jason Wildy just invade the chat? What, what's what's going on? Flambeau, thanks for the super chat. What's your dream Star Wars story? Mine would be a wandering samurai type story where the Jedi just wanders around a planet and messing people up. Flambeau, have you watched the first uh season of um uh, visions on disney plus there is a short that's very much like that i highly if you haven't i highly recommend checking it out my dream stuff is always like the cd underbelly with the gangsters and the the smugglers and anything on that side of the like the jedi i'm so bored of the jedi man i'm so done like, i don't care i don't care i really it never gets more boring for me when they start talking about destiny and the force like man i just want a good smuggler story it's not so hard I don't know. Badger Trio, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Do we sign a Vet QB? I feel we run with who we got. I'd be surprised if they did. I'm not completely ruling it out, but I'd be surprised if they went that route. The, they'll most likely stick with what they got. That's my guess sitting here, you know, early May. Things might change, but uh, I doubt it. Oh, Krista, the day Jordy got cut, I sobbed like a damn baby. Not even afraid to admit it. I feel you. We get emotionally attached to these dudes. I totally understand. I totally get it. Uh, what else we got here, folks? Uh, I say the Pack and the Jets both make the playoffs as a wild card. Both are one and done. That's a big win for Green Bay and love and a colossal failure for A-Rod and the Jets. Corey, it's entirely possible. It'd be pretty sweet, actually. That'd be kind of fun. All right, buddy. I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Patreon members, carry the G Club members. I will see you at happy hour at the top of the hour. Uh, everyone else, please just hit like, hit subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go, Pack, go. <laughs>